This episode of Bushworth Breakaway is brought to you by literally no advertisers whatsoever. No SeaWorld, no Nathan's, no Bubba's Burritos, no Moe's, no Mets, no Renaissance Fair, no New York Rangers, none of them. Got no advertisers. But what we do have are Patreon subscribers who keep us afloat and help support this podcast. You can become a Patreon subscriber and you will get access to our Discord channel. We're always kind of complaining at each other, talking Rangers, nonsense, etc., other things. Our bi-weekly newsletter. On top of that, you're going to get stickers, Tanner Glass's face, our logo, a postcard of me under a Christmas tree, and also bonus content, bonus episodes, uh, early release stuff, tons of things at our, at our uh, Patreon. You can go to Blue Shirts Break... Ah, sorry, one more time. Patreon.com slash Blue Shirts Breakaway. And there, you can support us, throw a dollar at my face, do what you want to do. You can even make me read an ad. I'll read anything. I'll do anything. Come on now. Please support us. I really appreciate it. If not, thank you for listening. Today we have a lot of nonsense on store. A ton. A ton. So I hope you enjoy it. Here we go. Hey, Bushwick Breakaway fans, welcome to another week of the Blue Shirts Breakaway. The Breakaway, the Breakaway State. Gregory, say hello. What does that even mean? What are you getting at? I don't I don't know what am I getting at. It's a hot Monday night, 641 recording this. We have a big show, uh, surprisingly, for uh, a late August. Today we're going to have on a uh, an Islanders beat writer uh, to talk about. We're doing our Metro series preview. We've kind of been going back and forth with, well, we started last week really with our Capitals. Uh, I don't know what you mean going back and forth with. We're two for two. We're two or for three for three. Was it three for three? We did. Well, we, this will be a third team. Okay, that's fine. Uh, wait, who was our first team? I'm a bad host. Wow. The Capitals? It was the Capitals. Then the Islanders. Devils. Jersey. I forgot Jeff was. I didn't really count Jeff. I don't know why wow. in my head. But Jeff will be that's on. Mean. Speaking of Jeff, nice transition. Jeff will be on this show. He's going to give us Ranger trivia. Uh, and what's going to happen is I'm going to lose terribly to Greg, but it's going to be pretty funny when I do. So... Uh. Uh, Jeff has been hyping up this trivia game he's made for us. Uh, so we're going to let him on to give us trivia questions. And then last week, if you listened, uh, we had our good friend Jeff tell us, which formerly mentioned, tell us that our friend Vinny uh, was kind of a punk. Or, or Greg, you more said this, right? Not Jeff? I, I, I called Vinny a punk. Jeff said Vinny has a story for us too, though. Okay, so Jeff, our friend Vinny's going to come on and tell a story about the door story, which I have no idea what it is, never heard it. And also, he's going to defend himself for walking away from Greg when Greg was defending his cooler at the racetrack. So that's a lot to cover. But first, I want to start with some Ranger news for the day. Uh, there is really none. But apparently, we're a finalist in the Alex Kerfoot. Is that how you say it? A Kerfoot? A Kerfoot? Uh, yeah, I, I think that's one you actually got right. Nailed that one. Alex Kerfoot, finalist. I believe it's between the Rangers, uh, I, one other team in Vancouver. So that's what I'm, I, I heard earlier today. It could be wrong. But uh, I know Vancouver is his hometown. That's where he would like to play, uh, but somehow I think the Rangers are enticing to him because, well, the captain before him, Jimmy Vesey, is on this team, and he could be with his best bud. He could also be in a position to win where Vancouver is not in a position to win. Uh, do we have any thoughts on Alex Kerfoot so far, or should we just wait till the signing happens to really give our breakdown of it? Um, I, well, first of all, here's a plug. If you read our newsletter, I did a quick little, here's why it makes sense to hey, sign him. Nice plug. For, for, me, for me, the whole reason I would like Kerfoot I think everything everything being equal, um, Leah Sanderson will be a better NHL player in the long term than Alex Kerfoot. 
but I think both of them would produce similar seasons next year. I don't think the difference would be significant if it was Anderson over Kerfoot or Kerfoot over Anderson. So in my mind, Kerfoot provides the Rangers with a perfectly reasonable and reasonably priced alternative to letting Anderson develop for another year in Sweden. I think, as we've said multiple times right now, just given what the Rangers' depth is, they I don't see an option beyond Anderson for the third-line center role, especially if JT Miller is going to stay a winger. And by all accounts, it looks like JT Miller is going to stay a winger. So Kerfoot, one would push Anderson. It wouldn't give him the... I think, I mean, Anderson might still be the favorite for third-line center, even with the Kerfoot signing, but at least it would provide the Rangers with an alternative if they chose to let him go back to Sweden and develop. And second, the Rangers still just need center depth. The, Kerfoot's a young player. He had a very successful 45 points in, I think, 36 games last year for Hartford. Um, obviously, he has a relationship with Jimmy Vc, having played with him in college. I'm not saying he's going to be the second coming of Derek Stepan, but... Kerfoot is a perfectly capable NHL caliber center that the Rangers lack. If the Rangers suffer even one injury with Anderson, we're looking at a scenario where Bunievis is getting serious and significant ice time for the Rangers in a season where they're hoping to make a deep playoff run. So, you know, I'm not calling Kerfoot by any measure the savior, but bringing him in makes a whole lot more sense than almost, it makes a lot more sense than a Bozak trade. And, Ryan, it makes a whole lot sen- more sense than a Ryan Nugent Hopkins trade, quite honestly. Right. Well, Nugent Hopkins, we'd have to give up. They say they're good. What, what was the quote? We're, we're accepting lowball offers, pretty much, in a nutshell. Lowball offer, but I, there's no way the Rangers are able to do that trade without sacrificing JT Miller. I totally agree. And if you weren't going to trade, if you weren't going to trade, look, Matt Duchesne, for all, in, for all purposes, is as good, if not slightly better, than Ryan Nug- Nugent Hopkins. And if you were unwilling to move JT Miller for Matt Duchesne, I don't know why you would for Nugent Hopkins. I have no, I, 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 I mean, I, I, I know part of it is the abs are unreasonable and their asking price is astronomical on Duchesne. But just as a Ranger fan, if you're looking at the players side by side and you're saying you'd rather trade JT Miller for Ryan Nugent Hopkins instead of Matt Duchesne, that doesn't make a whole lot of sense to me. Duchesne's, Duchesne is... I, I honestly think Duchesne's a little better and re- more reasonably priced. Than I think he's uh, not Nugent just a little Hopkins. better. I think he's a significant amount better. You know, Nugent- uh, I, don't, I don't know about. I, I think significant is all right. Not um, significant I, I, enough enough word. to where I can literally say he's better. That's where I'm. Yeah, at. yeah. He's a I, better I don't player. think that's a controversial opinion to have. No, not at all. And but R- Nugent Hopkins lives on his sort of draft prospect status. I think still, he hasn't really like. I guess he's on a crap show of a team, so that was kind of it for a while. Um, yeah, the the Oilers, I mean, Nugent Hopkins was one of their back-to-back-to-back first overall picks, basically. They, I don't how, think, I think Nugent Hopkins, uh, they were bad for a very long time. I don't uh, understand I don't how Nugent, the NHL, like, I know they don't let it happen, uh, quote-unquote. But at the same time, like, I just, that's insane that they did that. And they were, they're still not, like, a very, I mean, Connor McDavid, but that's it. Yeah, that's I mean, it. they they swung and missed on um Nail Yakupov that completely blew up in their face and Nugent Hopkins I think was fifth overall I, I might be mistaken I know he was an uh, easy top top 10 pick and I honestly think Nugent Hopkins has been fine as an NHL player he just hasn't been I think Oilers fans expected him to be McDavid before McDavid and he hasn't been and he won't be that's not the kind of guy he is uh he obviously would do wonders to improve this Rangers team I just 
I don't have any idea how the Rangers fit that contract. I mean, he's $6 million on average um, for multiple years beyond this year. And while they'll have plenty of room for him cap-wise in the future after this season, I, I, I don't know. The, the Oilers would have to eat significant money this year in order for the Rangers to make that deal happen. And if the Oilers are eating significant money, then you're going to have to give it more than JT Miller because while the quote-unquote price is low, the price is low because the Oilers don't want the salary anymore. I don't think if you're asking the Oilers to eat that salary, they're going to be asking for 60 cents on the dollar anymore. Hmm. Uh, yeah, I, I, I agree. I just don't think it's a trade that works for us. I think Nugent Hopkins gets moved, just not to us. I just think it's something that Ranger fans shouldn't shouldn't involve themselves with. There's no reason. I think uh, I think it would it would cost the Rangers too much in terms of prospects to make that deal work. I'd, Again, we don't even Rangers really are, have prospects, you know, like, no, I mean, we do, but we just got them. Why would we move them now? We're not. Um, and it's not like the, it's not like the Oilers are trading for Mark Stahl anytime soon. Hey. Um, so, again, it, it's not to say that Alex Kerfoot is going to be better than Ryan Nugent Hopkins. I'm just saying when you look at the Rangers financial situation and the situation they are in after all the moves they've made this offseason, I think it makes a lot more sense for the Rangers to bring in. Kerfoot on an entry-level contract, let him battle for a center spot this year. And worst-case scenario, it's not the end of the world if the Rangers have both Elias Anderson and Alex Kerfoot in the system this year. Um, because, again, if one center injury happens, someone else has the to depth, play. The, the, depth, the depth is just not there for the Rangers. We don't anymore. have any depth. So that's kind of why I'm hoping we sign Kerfoot. You know, I don't have a good feeling. Like, I had a good feeling about Jimmy Vesey for some reason. I think I said, like, 15%, which at the time was ridiculous for the Rangers. But... For Kerfoot, I don't really have a feel for it at all. I don't feel like why he'd want to come here. I think he'd rather go home. I just, I don't have, I, I don't know what to expect at all. I have no feeling. I would love to have I mean, him here. Like we are, v- VC had every reason to go home too, and he didn't sign with the Bruins. That's true. There's something enticing about New York, and that will always be a benefit for the New York Rangers. That's and the Rangers have a lot of Boston guys on their team too, and Kerfoot just spent the last four years of his life living in the greater Boston area. I mean, you got VC, Kreider, Hayes. Hayes. Yeah, it's strange actually how, now that I think about it, how many Boston guys we have. But I guess that's just kind of the hockey, one of the hockey hotbeds. So you're just bound to kind of have those guys in the first place. If you're, if you're any team. Harvard, Boston College, Boston University, those are three of the biggest NCAA hockey powerhouses in the country. So you're, you're going to get groupings from those three schools. All right, man. Wonderful. All right. Should we move on to, to trivia with Jeffy at this point? Sure. Anything else we haven't talked about? So from the rundown here, we'll do trivia. We'll go to the Islanders. Then we're going to bring on our, Vin, our friend Vin to do some nonsense. I want to talk Eclipse and a Chinese food question with Greg. Let's get on to that right now. Transition. All right, welcome back. We brought our good friend Jeffy on, Jeffy Belinskis, to come on. He's a local Devils fan, but also our friend. He created a Rangers trivia for me and Greg to do. I am terrified. I'm Greg, I'm sure it feels fine. Jeff, say Hello. Hello. All right. Well, we're, uh, Jeff, Jeff might be our first back-to-back week podcast guest. Uh, I, I think that's true. Other than us, <laughs> we're not. Getting I, I, wouldn't call our, I wouldn't call ourselves guests, Ryan. We're all guests in this world, Gregory. I don't know what I'm talking oh, about. Let's get to this. Oh, Jesus. All right. So a uh, little backstory on this. Uh, a few months ago, I found a podcast that I really love called Trivial Warfare. Um, it's like a pub trivia game they play every week against each other. So I have adopted that format and with the blessing of you and Greg have created a Rangers trivia uh, for you two to take place in to well, compete against each other. I just want to say, if people thought I was a fraud before they'll know now, <laughs> <laughs> they will know now. 
so the way the game is going to work is it will consist of six rounds, each with three questions each. Oh my uh, God. They each have their own category. Yeah. Uh, each round, one of you will pick the category, and you will get two questions from that category. The other person will get one. If you get any of your questions wrong, the other person can steal, and there will also be some bonus points in there as well. But that's going to be the main point of the game. And then at the end, we're going to have a final question in which you guys will rate, wager any or all of the points that you have. Jeopardy style. And Jeopardy style. And then we'll declare a winner. Uh, I, I, just wanna, I just want to point out to everyone okay. that this is how productive you can be if you get rid of Facebook. <laughs> <laughs> I, I also want to point out that I did no studying for this whatsoever. And I'm just I'm going top of my head. <laughs> uh, I, I'm glad. I didn't want anybody you know, being tipped off or anything like that. Of course. I, I would also encourage your listeners, if they want to play along, you can just pause the podcast and answer the questions on your own. Keep track of your score. Either tweet it at you guys at Blue Shirts Breakaway, share on Facebook, whatever Blue it is. Blue Shirts Breakaway, appreciate it. Uh, whatever. I don't ever yeah. visit, obviously. Yeah, we know. Um, all right. So without further ado, <laughs> let's get started on the quiz. Uh, I'm going to flip a coin to see who's going to go first. Fair and balanced. Uh, you could also just tell us that you flipped the coin. Yeah, you don't just, have to no, 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 we I'm, don't I'm, know. This is all legit. Uh, Ryan <laughs> okay. will be heads because he's a smart boy, hey. and Greg will be tails because he's an ass. Hey, nice butt. Okay. Well, all fuck right. you. Coin nice. has let's been go. flipped, and it is heads. <laughs> Hey. So, R Ryan, you're going to get the first selection of the categories, and the six categories are okay. Pop Culture Rangers, okay. 2016-17 by the Numbers, Player History, Signings, Franchise History, and the Draft. Let's do by the so, Numbers. All right, 2016-17 by the Numbers. So you're going to get the first and third question. Greg will get the second, uh, and you guys can steal if the other person gets it wrong. Okay. All right. Question one in 2016 by the numbers. The Rangers had 102 points last season with a 48, 28, and 6 record. What was the longest win streak the Rangers had last season? Nine. You can talk these out if you want to. No. <laughs> All right. <laughs> uh, that nine, nine is incorrect. Okay. Greg, do you have a guess? I believe it was, I want to say it was early in the year, and I think it was seven. That is also incorrect. Okay. Nice. Nice. It was six six games from February 2nd to February 13th. Oh, that is that's against, early in the year. That's yeah, mid. It's pretty late. That's pretty uh, late. So it was against Buffalo, Calgary, Anaheim, Nashville, Colorado, and Columbus. Oh, God. This is going to be a long right. quiz. Question two. This yeah. one's for you, Greg. All right, uh, let's go. There were four hat tricks by the Rangers last season. Okay. Michael Grabner had two of them doing against Tampa on October 30th and Columbus on January 7th. Name one of the other two players to score a hat-trick for the Rangers last season. You get a bonus two points if you can name the team they did it against. I think Kreider did, right? Didn't he have a game where like he scored one goal and then had a goal off his ass and then a goal off his skate? Chris Kreider is correct. Can you name the team that he did it against? I want to say the Canadians? The Avalanche. Ryan, yeah, can you get thing. the other other player who scored a hat trick? Was it Kevin Hayes? It was not Kevin Hayes. Okay. Greg, any guesses? I'm gonna go with. Was it JT Miller? It was Matt Pumple. <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> two days before Kreider did it, actually on uh, December 29th. Kreider did it on New Year's Eve. Oh my god! All right, question three in this round. Back to Ryan. What's the score? Um, is it? It's, I just got one point. It's, it's it's ten nothing. Each question's worth ah, ten points. Let's go. Okay. All right, so Ryan, six rushed. players suited up for the Rangers in eighty or more games last season. 
who was the only player to suit up in all 82 games? Matt Zuccarello? Matt Zuccarello is incorrect. Oh. Greg, you can steal. 82 games for the Rangers. Well, let's see. Um, let's see. I probably uh, should have thought this out. Yeah, <laughs> Zibinijad missed a shit ton of time. Kreider missed some time early in the year. Yep. Rick Nash had his month sabbatical. Mm-hmm. Um, I have a was it Kevin Hayes? It was not Kevin Hayes. He didn't it's break JT Miller. It's JT Miller. It is JT, it's JT Miller. Miller. Yeah, that was right. my second guess. It's JT okay. Miller. It's JT Miller. <laughs> Shit. Uh, the other players that had 80 were Derek Stepan, Max, Matt Zuccarello, Brady Shea, Nick Holden, and Jimmy Vesey. All right, okay. so at the end of the first round, ten nothing. Greg is ahead, ten nothing. <laughs> I'm the greatest at this. Let's go. I'm right. uh, not doing well as as I thought. <laughs> I chose the category I thought I would do best at, and I failed. Let's go. Well, I hope it gets better, Greg. Your choice of category. The remaining ones are pop culture, Rangers, player history, signings, franchise history, and the draft. Give me signings. Let's go with signings. All right, signings. Your first question. Ah, uh, this one was really meant for Ryan. <laughs> switch them. No, the other one's pretty good too. Okay, on July fourth of this year, the Rangers signed longtime Montreal Canadian and brief Edmonton Oiler David Dayarnay to a one-year, one million dollar contract. <laughs> okay. Spell Dayarnay. Oh, here we go. <laughs> um, I'm gonna, I'm gonna crush this one. Let me write it down before I say it. Dude, if I was doing this one, I would have been annihilated. <laughs> All right, D E S H. A-R-N-A-I-S. That is correct. Ryan, you really don't think you could have gotten it? No way, dude. Have you seen me spell? It's the worst. I'm the worst I thought maybe you'd be studying or not. No, I wouldn't. All right, so the second question going to Ryan. Neil Pionk or Mindulith, as Ryan likes to call him. Now I I don't know. I know that's not the answer to the question, but go on. (laughs) Is obviously a graduate of the University of Minnesota at Duluth. What is the mascot? For the University of Minnesota at Duluth. Oh my God! <laughs> uh, I'm, I don't know, as you could guess, but I'm going to uh, take a long shot here and say Gopher. Gopher is incorrect. I believe that's the main mascot for the University of Minnesota. So okay. not a bad guess. Okay. Uh, R- Greg, um, I'm going to say the Bruins. They are the Bulldogs. Uh, <laughs> all right. Uh, that that one's not one that you should know. That one's know, bad. So. Yeah, I, I would never get that. Shout out to Mindelith, though. <laughs> all right. Question three in this round goes back to Greg. Uh, the Rangers front office made a concerted effort to rid themselves of large unwanted contracts this offseason uh-huh. and made a very friendly deal with Kevin Shattenkirk in the process. Within $100,000, how much cap space do the Rangers currently have? Ooh. Um... It's not much. I know that. I believe it is in the neighborhood of. See, after Zabinajad, I think it's somewhere in the neighborhood of seven hundred thousand dollars. Is that your answer? I'm going with seven hundred thousand dollars. Seven hundred thousand dollars is incorrect. Ryan, you can steal three point one million. <laughs> that is correct. Yes. <laughs> the current Rangers yes! cap is. <laughs> Let's go. Is three million fifty thousand dollars and five uh, fifty thousand and five hundred and sixty six dollars. So pumped up huh. right now. You really didn't know that? I I thought for sure you had that in your head. I knew that one. I I That's I, I, I I did not. All right. All right. Well, I'm still I'm still winning. Right. So I'm all right. No, I'm on the board, baby. 
You're on the board after the second round. Greg is up 20 to 10. Uh, Ryan, your choice of category, the remaining ones are Pop Culture Rangers, Player History, Franchise History, and The Draft. Let's go with The Draft. These categories are not kind to me. Go on. All right. Uh, the first question in uh, the draft is, how many first-round picks have the Rangers had in the last five drafts? Two. Two. What years were you using? These. This one. This year? <laughs> yes. And who did they pick? Uh, Leas Anderson and Hittel. <laughs> Hittel. You nailed every part of that. Unfortunately, it's only worth 10 points for you. Okay. Congratulations. <laughs> Thank that you. is correct. I appreciate it. <laughs> uh, question two goes over to Greg. What round was Henrik Lundqvist selected by the Rangers in the 2000 NHL draft? Fifth. Say that again? Fifth. Fifth is incorrect. It's the, what? It's, it's the sixth round, my friend. What? It is the seventh round. No! <laughs> Both of my friends. <laughs> he was selected 205th overall. Uh, I just, I still remember. This doesn't, this is me trying to redeem myself. The goalie of the future in that draft was Al Montoya. We took him like sixth <laughs> overall. I can't. I, is that the sixth? You sure? I, as, according to HockeyReference.com, it is the seventh round, two hundred and fifth overall. Oh no, that was <laughs> that was a terrible mistake for us. For both of you, Jesus, guys. Yeah, that was really bad. All right, question three in this round goes back to Ryan. How many current Rangers were drafted by the team? <sighs> wow. Okay. So, how Good much time do I have? All right. So, just, so Henrik. Brady Shea. Talk it out. Write it down if you need to. Henrik, Brady Shea, Ryan McDonough, JT Miller. That's four. Then not Nash. Uh, not Zook. This is boring podcast. That's why I'm trying to hurry up. Uh, By the way, the fans are cringing right now at one of the names you said. Yeah. 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 I'm, cr- I'm cringing as well, and it makes me very happy that you're going to get this wrong. <laughs> did I do that with JT Miller? Wait, hold on. JT Miller? No, no we're not telling you. Oh, okay. no, no. Sorry. Don't want to give anything away. Okay. Henrik Lundqvist, JT Miller. All right, I'm going to go with seven. Seven is correct. Nailed it. What? Nailed it. Let's go. Let's go. You should this wrong because you said fucking McDonough. Like, that, that should have been. Oh, you're like, right. Sorry. It was, it was the McDonough trade. You're right. But I, all right. Well, that should be an immediate disqualification. Well, right I got there. it right. Points on he the got board. the question right, and he jumps into the lead. Let's go. 30 to well, 20. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm going to try and name them. Let's go. Go um, ahead, Greg. I have the list in I'm front of me. I'm at five right now. I have Henrik. Okay. I have Shea. I have Kreider. Mm-hmm. I have Miller. I have Buchnevich. Um, Correct. Missing two. Uh, Hayes was a signing. Zuccarello was Mark a Stahl. signing. Stahl is uh, correct. I, Stahl is the is number six, and that leaves us with. I don't think it's a defender. Um. Hmm. Who the fuck else is it? Did they, I don't think did they draft Zuccarello? No, I thought he was no, a, he, no. no he was no, a signing. No, he, he was nice as signing. Uh, Would you like me to rip the bandaid off, or you want? Yes, to rip, it. rip it off. Yes, for Foss. Ah, uh, uh, in the sixth round of the 2010 draft. That was yes. good. Before Henry Love. All right, nice. nice. After, <laughs> yeah, not, you're never gonna forget this one now. All right, after the third round, Ryan has a 30 to 20 lead oh, over Greg. Presidented. <laughs> And this brings us to our midpoint question. So oh. the midpoint question is a question. There are going to be four answers to this question. You'll get five points for every question that you get, for every answer that you get correct. 
So you're both going to write these down in front of you. I'll do the honor system. You can text me a picture if you need to verify it. I'll just send you a selfie. Um, but you'll both just give me your list, and I'll give you five points for every one that you get right. Okay. Okay. All right. So name the four Rangers who had 20 or more goals this past season. Okay. And we're just writing these down to you? That, is that, just write them down in front of you, and then I'll ask you. And once you're locked in, just tell me, and I'll ask you for your answers. Okay. Mm-hmm. 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 The last yeah. one is escaping me. It is escape. It's getting away from me. All right, Jeff, I'm sending you a picture of my four. Uh, okay. I'm only going to check it if I think there's any funny business. There's but... no funny business here. We don't care. Yeah. Uh, we're, <laughs> uh, I'm, just, I'm blanking on the last one, so I just need one more second for me to think. Jeff, you, uh, let's see. It's sending. And, 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 and one more. Uh, do, do, all right. Do, do, uh, I, know that's, I know that's wrong. I know that one's wrong. All right, let's go. All right, Greg, uh, give me your list. Uh, I'm sure I'm going to get this wrong. I said Stepan, Kreider, Grabner, and Miller. I said, okay. I said pretty much the same list. I said Kreider, Grabner, Miller, and Zuccarello. But I know Zook's wrong. But I still I think said Nash it. is it. I think I put Nash. I should have put Nash in instead of Miller. All right. So you both got three correct. Which is the Kreider. Is Nash Grabner. the fourth? And Nash is the fourth one. Okay. The, so they are in order. Uh, Kreider with 28. Mm-hmm. Grabner had 27. Yep. Miller. Nash had 23. Oh, oh, and then Miller had 22. Okay. Hmm. All right. All right. So 15 points to both of you on that one. Ryan's lead is now 45 to 35. Entertaining podcast I stuff. I know that a lot of them. I try, I try and speak <laughs> during it when I'm thinking. Oh, something just happened. But you guys still that there? You. No. Yeah. yeah, we're all good. All right, cool. Let's go. All right. So now for the fourth round, Greg, it is your choice. The remaining okay. categories are pop culture rangers, player history, and franchise history. Uh, I got to go player history. I, is... At this point, I have to go the history categories. This is where I get smoked. I get smoked in yeah. these. Let's go. <laughs> all right. Your first question in player history is uh, there are two rangers under contract for the 2017-18 season who have worn more than one number for the team. Name one of those two players and a bonus two points if you can name the other number they used to wear. Yes, we're fast. Okay, and for that is correct. And for bonus two points, what was the other number that he wore? I believe he changed his number. I'm assuming you know what number he currently wears. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I think, did he used to wear 19? I think he wears 19 now. He wears 19 now. Oh, Okay. Um, so, uh, so that's wrong. So, so there you go. Uh, uh, Ryan, I'll give you two points if you can name Foss' other number or if you can tell me the other player who wore two different numbers. Well, I, are we counting Nick Holden? No, we are not. He, he's, uh, not as far as, he, he's either not under contract or he oh, no, he's not under reported he's as wearing two different numbers. Okay. Uh, the other player that would wear two different numbers. Is it? It's not Kevin Hayes. Um, I think I know who it is. All right, go for it, Jeff. I mean, I go for it, Greg. Try it. Try it. Try it. Try it. I think it's JT Miller. It is JT Miller. Wow. So Fast wore twelve, and he believe he currently wears nineteen. He wears Miller nineteen used now. To yeah. Wear, yeah. Uh, Miller used to wear forty-seven. He now wears ten. Okay, I did not know that. Do I get the two points? No. You get ten points for getting yes for Fast correct. There you go. So it is tied forty-five to forty-five. All right, here we go. I'm ready. Uh, second question to Ryan. Prior to playing for the Rangers, Henrik Lundqvist played for five seasons in the Swedish Elite League and won two championships while he was there. What team did he play for? 
Greg like snorts like I should know this. <laughs> oh, I just I, I just think you only know one team in Sweden, and it might be the right team. <laughs> I, I I don't know if I know one team in Sweden. <laughs> uh, I I don't know. I really don't. I know it's bad. I I, I see the jersey uh, in front of my I, face. I don't know. Is, you don't want to take any guess. Because I don't know is incorrect. I I know this. I see the yellow jersey in my face, <laughs> but that's about it. Greg, can you steal? He can. Uh, I think it's. Is it for Orlando? It is for London. I would have never gotten that. That's, Another ten points. Anderson plays for. That's that's I would have never gotten that. <laughs> we we talked about them extensively. Do you on remember this when at the beginning of this podcast I was like, people will know I'm a fraud now because of this trivia. They they know it's they know they they do before they know and especially now. They know you're a Swedish elite league fraud now at least. Yeah, I'm a big Swedish league big fraud. Yeah, well, I mean, they're they were neutral in World War II, so I expect Ryan to not be able to get that. It's true. <laughs> All right. Uh, now, hold on, question. Ryan. You know they weren't neutral in World War II, though. I need you to know that. I know that, for sure. Okay, very good. Let's, let's move on. All right. So, third question in this round goes back to Greg, who has a chance to sweep this whole category. Yep. Let's go. Uh, like Hank, Micah Zibanejad was also raised in Sweden and plays for the Swedish national team. However, neither of his parents are Swedish. What two countries are his parents from? Uh, I know his dad is Iranian. Yeah, I knew that. I figured you both know that. Yep. That's why you need to name both. Yeah, I know that one. And then, is his mom Canadian? Is that your answer? Yeah. His mom is not Canadian. Okay. Ryan, can you steal? Is she Irish? She is not Irish. <laughs> <laughs> I have no idea. That's <laughs> No, uh, Micah's mother is from Finland. Oh. Mika, first of all. Yeah, Mika. But Mika. yeah. Sorry. I should know that. You should. <laughs> uh, all right, so after four rounds, yeah. Greg ha- now has a 55 to 45 Man, No, No surprise. Everybody, everybody loves but, a comeback story. But Ryan has control of the board of the remaining two categories. Give me that pop culture! Pop culture Rangers <laughs> and franchise history. Pop culture, please. All right, pop culture Rangers. First question. Henrik Lundqvist is the most popular Ranger on Twitter with more than 692,000 followers. Oh, no. However, he has less than 1,000 tweets. Which current ranger has the most tweets? Oh. I'm just going to take oh. a shot here and go Grabner. Grabner is absolutely correct. Nailed it. <laughs> he blew everybody out of the water. He has seven, as, as of Thursday when I wrote down these numbers, he had 7,171 tweets. The second on the team was Steve Camper, who had 2,960. Okay. All right. Yeah, I would have gotten that one. Yeah, <laughs> you would have. So I'm just going to go ahead and steal that one right away. Thank you. Appreciate it. Absolutely. Tie it right. up. Second que- se- congratulations. Second, second question in this round goes back to Greg. On January 12, 2013, Henrik Lundqvist celebrated the end of the NHL lockout by playing the iconic guitar intro to what song during a thank you notes segment on The Tonight oh, Show with Jimmy Fallon? I knew this. Oh, Christ almighty. Do you know this one, Ryan? I watched the segment the other day. Oh, <laughs> but no. I but I forgot the song. <laughs> so I watched it. I went. I was, I was showing somebody Henrik Lundqvist was playing guitar, and I went, watched the Jimmy Fallon segment, and he comes out, and I could hear, I could see him playing it, but I can't think of the song. So go ahead. Go so ahead. it had end of the lockout. Um, Jesus Christ. I, I I don't uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna get this completely wrong and embarrass myself. I'm gonna what's that song like? Uh, Glory Hallelujah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, just want to remind everybody that Greg is Jewish. Um, <laughs> uh, Glory Hallelujah 
is not incorrect. Okay. Um, Ryan, can you steal? Is it? Can you read the question one more time? Okay. On January 12, 2013, Henrik Lundqvist celebrated the end of the NHL lockout by playing the iconic guitar intro to what song during a thank you note segment on The Tonight Show with Jimmy Fallon? All right. I, I'm going to talk this out because I watched it the other day. I have, a, <laughs> I, I, I have a feeling it was a song I listened to a lot when I worked construction. Like when I was like, they only had the one rock station on. So it's either. Oh, I know what it is now. I think. I think I got it. It's not. Is it? Is it Guns N' Roses? Sweet Child of Mine? Is that your answer? Yes. That is correct. Yes! Oh! <laughs> I was going to retort with Stairway to Heaven, so I still would have gotten okay. it. Okay. Excellent get, Ryan. Thank you. All right, th- this question I did watch it the you. other day, though, for real. <laughs> Micah Zibanejad is not only the resident... Mika, sorry. Mika Zibanejad is not only the resident DJ in the locker room, he's a DJ in real life, too. What is the name of his first single? God damn it! Released in June 2017. I know it! I know it! I know it! I know it! It's I your question. You Let me know. Ryan, you can answer. It's oh, your question. Uh, it's my question? Oh, sorry. It's forever. Yeah. Forever. Yeah. That is correct. Yeah. Fuck, I just got I just got work. Let's go. I thought it was Greg. I thought I it didn't was... know that that was such an easy, easy su- answer. Super easy. Let's go. Yeah. Also, right, give me... I, I listened to it the other day. Quite a banger. It's not bad. I was, I was into it. It's not bad. It's not great. It's not bad. Yeah. All right. Last round is... Give it to me. Franchise history. This is Greg's round. I'm down. I'm down. <laughs> what? Twenty. You are down twenty. Greg uh, Ryan has a seventy-five to fifty-five lead. Let's go. Okay. All right. First question. In 2014, the Rangers made the Stanley Cup final for the first time since 1994, ultimately losing to those bastard LA Kings. Mm. How many players from the 2014 Cup run are still currently on the team? Ooh. Okay. Uh. Ooh, wow. Let's talk this out. So we got Henrik. It's one. We got Stahl as two. We have McDonough as three. Uh, Nash makes four. Nash makes four. Kreider is five. Mm-hmm. Uh, Arello was injured, but he... No, he was injured the next year, but he is six. Um, let's see. Miller was still in the minors. Grabner was a free agent. Mika was a senator. Uh... No one on the fourth line. Was Jesper Foss around? Oof. Jesper, Jesper, Jesper. Yes. Uh, shit. Time is ticking, my friend. I'm going to, you know what? I'm, uh, I'm going to say seven. All right. So I, I might have to do a little background work on this one. I had it as eight. I had it. No, you're going to let me retort. Come on, Jeff. Ugh. Well, this, I'm only asking because I'm unsure of it. I had Miller on the team. I don't think Miller so was had, on the team. If, if, I if, think he made it. Uh, did he make his debut back then? So I had eight, but I didn't have Miller. So maybe I'm wrong. Okay. Well, I have the correct answer is eight with McDonough, Kreider, Zook, Nash, Stahl, Miller, Fast, uh, Lundqvist. I, uh, if any of those are incorrect. So we're, we're, I, think, I, I think, think I should throw out the question. I think we're hedging on Miller making an appearance in the regular season, but I know he didn't play in the playoffs. If that's the case, then it would be seven. I was going to retort with eight, but okay. All right. Greg, you get the points. Uh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, uh, I'm, I'm gonna to look it I'm up. I'm going to give Greg the points, uh, and I'll double check if Miller was on the team. Okay. Or if you can do that while I'm reading questions. You read the, you, since this is Ryan's question, I'll do it right now. Okay. Okay. All right. How many players have had their numbers 
number retired by the Rangers. Uh, bonus two points if you could tell me the first player who had his number retired. I can like see the banners. I believe it's. I'm gonna not think about this, and I'm just gonna go for it. Gut, gut trust. Here we go. Six. Six is incorrect. Okay. Greg, can you steal? Uh, JT Miller played four games with the Rangers in the 2013-14 playoffs. So Ryan gets ten points. Yep. Uh, fair is fair. Uh, read me the question again, because I was doing research. It's a six six banners. Oh no, sorry. How many, how many banners? How many, how many players have had their numbers retired by the Rangers? Bonus two oh, points if you could tell me the first player who had his number retired. All right. Well, let's do this again. So we got Eddie Jackman is one. Uh, we got Harry Howell is two. Ryan Adam Graves is three. Leach is four. Messier is five. Rod Gilbert is six. Um, does this include the guy they're going to retire this year? No. Number, numbers who are currently retired. Okay, so that is six. And I said six and it was wrong, by the way. Rick is reference. seven. Okay, there we go. Um, I'm going to say seven. And I'm going to say the first one to have his number retired was Rod Gilbert. The correct answer is nine. Okay. <laughs> okay. Uh, but I will give you the two points for Roger Bear being the first retired, which was on October 14th, 1979. Who are the other two? Uh, I think you missed, you missed uh, Bathgate. Uh, I did miss Barry Bathgate. Uh, but I think you just miscounted while you were listening to them. It is, One, two, uh, three, four, five, six, seven. No, I have seven written down. Huh. You said Jacobin, there were nine. Leach, Howell, Jill Bear, yep. Bathgate, yep. Graves. Yep. Messier, Richter. Yep. I must have miscounted. Okay. Happens no, I, I, that is me miscounting. Yeah, that's eight, right? No, it's eight. I'm sorry, that is eight. Okay. okay. Six is still wrong, so Greg gets the 12 points. I mean, I said seven. He said seven, so all right. Oh, so Greg is still wrong, Yep. but he gets the seven points. I am just... Also, Jeff, you're, Jeff you're throwing around your, your laptop or something. Just let you know. I'm trying not to move at all. Just let you know. Okay. I'm going to have to edit, edit uh, those sounds out, buddy. It'll be tough on me, but it's okay. All right. The last question in the round and the game almost is uh, back to Greg, right? Mm -hmm. All right. The Rangers have famously won only one Stanley Cup since, since 1940. However, they won two cups prior to that 1940 season. Oh, Name both of those years. Oh, Christ. Uh, fuck you, first of all. Uh, I'm going <laughs> to. Wow. I'm going to say, God, there was once in the 20s. Let's go with let's go with 27 and 33. Uh, that answer is incorrect. Yes. And okay. Read the question one more time for me. <laughs> I'll, just, I'll just name uh, one, name both of the years that the Rangers won the Stanley Cup prior to 1940. Oh Simplify it for you. Dude, like 1937, like, I don't know, 1929? Uh, Greg was half right with 1933, which was against the Maple Leafs. Uh, they also won it in 1928 over the Montreal. I said 27. Are you kidding me? The, over the Montreal Maroons. It wasn't within one question, Greg. It was name the years. It was the 27. You guys, you guys don't know years. every year that your team has won the Stanley Cup. No, dude. <laughs> My grandpa was. It's not a lot to count. I don't know. It's not a lot to keep track of. All right, so. all right, Jeff. All right, thanks so much. All right, so at the end of six rounds, Ryan has a 75-57 to 57 lead over Greg. Uh, we're going into the final. So the way the final is going to work is um, I'm going to give you four players or teams or whatever, and you're going to have to rank them in order. You will right. only get the final correct if they are all in the correct order. 
Okay. All right. So I want you to make your final wagers. Uh, Ryan has a 18-point lead over Greg <laughs> at 75 to 57. Okay. Now, I never understood the strategy of Jeopardy. <laughs> well, we're not playing Jeopardy, so. That's good news for me. I would just remind you, you have to do uh, it's just honor system. Okay. okay. We'll, do, we'll do it after after I reveal the answers. Okay. So, all right. So, what we're just putting our wager down right now. Yep. That's what we're doing. Done. All right. I, I, all right. I did a number and I texted it to you, Jeff, for no reason. <laughs> just in case. Yeah. All right. So, rank these four players from most games played as a Ranger to least. Oh, Jesus. And once again, you have to get them all in the right order to be correct. Chris Kreider, Ryan McDonough. Rick Nash, Matt Zuccarello. So it's most played to least of all games total. As a Ranger. Yes. So it's Mc... Give me the names again. McDonough, Kreider, Kreider Nash, McDonough, Zuc- Nash, and Zuccarello. All right. Um, all right, I think I got it. I'll let Ryan go first since he's got the lead. Is it McDonough, Nash, Zuc- Kreider? All right. All right. So hold on because I'm writing this down. Okay. I have McDonough, McDonough Nash, Nash. Zook, Kreider. Okay. Greg, what's your I'm going to say McDonough, Zook, Kreider, Nash. All right. And the correct answer is uh, in first, Ryan McDonough with 467 games played. Uh-huh. Followed by Matt Zuccarello oh, no. at Let's 383. Go. Oh, no. Let's go. Followed by Chris Kreider. No! Let's go! Let's go! <laughs> and Rick Nash with 315 games played. Uh, I am all that is man. Uh, uh, ge- gentlemen, what are, I'm, I'm assuming uh, Greg bet more than 18, but let me know I, your I bet, I bet everything. I bet all 57. <laughs> A man after my own heart. Uh, and so that leaves with Greg with 114 points. Ryan, uh, for the listeners, uh, how much did you wager? Uh, 18, my friend. <laughs> 18, so he, he was willing to match it. Okay, so yeah. at the end of the game, congratulations, Greg, with 114 points. Oh, my God. Uh, defeating Ryan. It was, uh, Ryan, you had the lead going into the end there. It was, it's it's a tough loss. I, I really think, you know, we'll, we'll come back together next season for round two. I won't, I just, I won't lie. My initial, I put down Kreider ahead of Zook, and then I was like, wait, Kreider gets hurt all the time. <laughs> That's kind of why, uh, I don't know. I, 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 I shit the bed on that last question. All right, well... I, Thank you guys for letting me do this, by the way. Was, I, I had a lot of fun making the quiz. I hope this you was a lot playing. of fun. So, Jeff, do you want... I had a lot of fun since I won. Yeah, I'm actually, <laughs> I was actually super surprised that I was winning into the final question. So I'm just happy with my performance. You, you really crushed the, uh, the pop culture category. Yeah, I'm surprised I you left it for so long. It. Nailed it. I, I, I waited. <laughs> I tried to get my ringer. Ringer one. All right. Well, Jeff, will you stay with us while we call Vinny? Absolutely. Okay. This is, this is going to be good. All right. So we're going to come right back with Vin. Here we go. And we're back with our Metro preview. Team three, the Islanders, the number one rivalry. We have James Duffy of Gotham Sports. You are the primary Islanders writer there. James, say hello. Hey, guys. Thanks for having me on. I'm glad to be here, even if it is a Rangers podcast. Yeah, you know, we're uh, – so I describe the Capitals as frenemies. We're mm-hmm. actually enemies. That's Yeah, there is, there's no love lost, no love game. There's just no love when, between these two teams whenever you no, – no matter how you cut it. We actually hate each other, which is nice. So it's, I'm glad you came on so we could kind of work this out and then at the end still hate each other also. 
Yeah, uh, exactly. We get some bonding, and then we just completely cut it off. Exactly. I've gone to many uh, an Islander game in the day. I have to say, I'm pretty pissed Nassau Coliseum is gone, even if I don't know uh, where you live. But I I haven't been to the Barclays yet, so I'm a little biased. But I have watched it on TV, and it looks like crap. Uh, that being said, Nassau Coliseum had like this. It was a crap hole, but it was mm. it was 20 minutes from my house. And I could listen to an entire stadium tell me, fuck the Rangers, as I watch the Islanders lose. So that was nice. Yeah, 15-minute drive for me. Um, like you said, Barclays looks like crap. The Coliseum was crap, but it was kind of our giant pile of crap that when it was loud and fun, there was nothing like it. Now the Barclays is like, eh, it's all right, but I'd rather be somewhere else, kind of. Are yeah, you- I, did Ra- I did Rangers-Islanders at Barclays last year, and I, I got a very, why are we playing hockey here vibe from the building. Yeah, everyone just kind of seems confused. They just don't really know what to do with it. Um, some people can't see half the ice, which is always fun during a hockey game. So, Are you anticipating a move? Like, is that something you're scared of? You think the team's staying here, right? I don't think they're going to leave New York because, I mean, Bettman's made it so clear that the Islanders can't leave New York. Like, why would he take them out of a big market to put them in Seattle, for example? Um, but... I think right now Barclays doesn't seem like a likely long-term solution, but that uncertainty is causing a lot of issues. I mean, even John Tavares, I'm sure we'll touch on him more later, but even he has said, I kind of want to see how things shake out, including the arena before I make a decision long-term. Do you think, well, let's get into it now. Do you think that's kind of a scapegoat answer for him? Like that's a way, that's a, that's a yeah. way where he could push it off. Be like, yeah, I'm not signing this extension guys, uh, but it's mostly because of the arena. It's possible. And, you know, John, if you're listening, uh, big fan. But John Tavares isn't the smartest guy because it's come out in a lot of reports that he's a big fan of Garth Snow as a GM. And Garth Snow is a very bad general manager. Mm. Um, So the issues that a lot of fans and a lot of analysts see with the team, it's like they have awful management and haven't improved in the past decade. But it seems like he kind of doesn't actually think that's an issue. Um, So the arena, I I think it's a scapegoat, but it might actually be like his biggest sticking point. You're f- Let's. Uh, well, I'm, just, I'm gonna cut you off, right? Oh, thanks. That's what I do. Yeah, I appreciate it. Even though Tavares is basically playing on a one-year deal, and I think even the most fair odds probably put him at 50-50 returning to the Islanders next year. No scenario in which you would trade him, right? Uh, I say that, but I mean, if you get to the deadline and he has told you, "I'm not coming back," and you're out of a playoff spot, which is, I would say that's a pretty good opportunity that they could have. I'd say you said 50, 50 that he resigns. If he gets the deadline, I'd say it's 25, 75 if they're not a winning team. Um, and if he says, I'm not coming back, you gotta, you gotta get something for him because you can't let a top 20 player in the league walk just to, just for nothing. I mean, even if it's a first round pick and a mediocre prospect, it's gotta be something. It's credible that you call them top 20. Cause I, I as a Ranger fan, I think he's higher than that. So I might take him for granted. I think he, um, I don't know, I guess I see him too much in a way, if that makes any sense. Because um, I see his mistakes as much as I see his highlights, so it's almost easy for me to take him for granted and disregard him as an elite player. I think you see him too much with crap players. I think that's part yeah, of the problem. That's true. I mean, playing with Josh Bailey doesn't make anybody, anybody look uh, flattering, so maybe correct, that. Uh, correct me if I'm wrong. Josh Bailey was on the fourth line like two years ago? Josh Bailey had well. So first of all, if you ask the Islanders coaches, there's no real lines. They all kind of play at the same amount. Okay, we sure. We don't talk about one through four. Um, but Bailey has been a center on the third, a wing on the fourth, a wing on the first. He he's played left, center, and right. Um, Jesus. He's never actually found a home, and it seems like playing with Tavares is like the best he's done because he's playing alongside a world class player. But people like to say that he's now found his niche. 
Yeah, that's yeah I don't know if you want players that find their niche with John Tavares. I think you want guys that complement yeah. it. It's like, wow, you finally found the place where you belong is next to one of the best players in the league. One it's of the best passers. Wow, that's incredible. How did that work yeah. out? Unreal. It's so weird. Uh, so with, with Tavares, who are the other players on your team that we should be scared of this year? Are there um, any? I, personally, I think Anders Lee is the one guy that's kind of made waves through the league. Um, he had almost 30 goals last year, and I don't necessarily think he's going to replicate that success, but he's the only other guy that's a big scoring threat um, that kind of jumps off the sheet at you. And I, then want you to, I want you to talk up Josh Hosang. Oh, I was getting one. there. Don't worry. Josh Hosang is arguably the most exciting player the Islanders have had since Severus came up in 09. Um, he might not even be that good because he has all these issues where it's his personality, which I think is overblown. But uh, he's just electric on the ice. Whatever he's doing, he kind of does it in a flashier and better way than anybody around him. And even if it's as simple as like a drop pass to the blue line, he makes it look so nice that you can't – you have to watch him because he's the one that's doing everything on the ice. It's, it's weird because he was – never really highly rated as a prospect in their system. Then he came up and he just kind of, for me personally, blew me away every time he touched the puck. People, the weirdest story I heard about Hosang last year, wasn't there anger? The people hated that he was wearing 66 because oh, yeah. he admitted that it was inverse Gretzky. Well, he admitted that he grew up loving Mario Lemieux. And so he said, this is my way of honoring who is my favorite player of all time. And Penguins fans especially were like, this is so disrespectful. How dare you? You can no one should wear 66, especially not this random rookie. So that was like a big firestorm for a couple weeks. That's, that's a, unreal. That's, that's, that's that doesn't matter. <laughs> yeah, I, I hate this stuff. Look, 99 isn't retired throughout the league. 66 is Mario Lemieux never played a goddamn second on the Islanders. It is not Josh Hosang's problem that Penguin fans are angry that he's wearing 66. Right. He's not the first guy to do it. I mean, TJ Brody wore it for like half a year, I think. And no one raised the storm when he did because he was a mediocre defenseman at the time. I think it was kind of the profile of like this seemingly arrogant rookie coming up and throwing on the number of a legend. People didn't see that the right way. But that's kind of like just the old school hockey camp liking to shit on someone's fun, I think. That's Man, that's pretty much all they hockey. do, right? I mean, oh, yeah. that's, that's why they're there. Yeah. We're new school hockey guys. We like hug each we, other we and then fun. yell at each other. You know, we're like trying yeah. to have a fun league, trying to like get people. It's what we're doing here. You know, we're having fun, but we still hate each other. I hate you, man. Like I hate you a lot, but like at the <laughs> but same time, fun. I appreciate you being here. Exactly. <laughs> if we're talking Islanders offseason, we have to talk their two biggest moves, which was one, bringing in Jordan Eberle and two, trading Travis Hamannick. Uh Start with Eberle. What, what, is, what are the positives here? What, what are Islander fans excited about? I think that trade was brilliant because – the fact that it was one for one almost makes no sense, but I can't believe the the Oilers did it because they traded a player in Eberly who his worst season was last year. He had 51 points and got a player in Strom whose best career season was 50 points two years ago, and it was just a one for one swap. So they end, the Islanders end up getting a drastically improved position uh, player at the same position, and there's no other losses there. So that trade alone makes them a lot better and gives them actually, a, like we mentioned earlier, kind of how John Tavares has never had a really good winger. He gets a really strong complimentary right winger this season. But then you did one more move this offseason that was kind of questionable, <laughs> which was, uh, sorry, I'm blanking on the name right now because I don't care. Travis Hamannick to the Flames. I still, don't, I still don't fully understand it, so I need you to explain it to me. I wish I understood it at all. Um, when it happened, I was so confident. I, I was telling everybody, I was like, don't worry. Now Garth has all these picks. He's going to flip some picks. We're going to get Duchesne or whoever it is. There's a move coming. 
And that was two months ago. There probably so was a move of... coming, to be honest with you. Just Colorado was asking way too much. Oh, yeah, I agree. But um, from my point of view, if you're Garth Snow and you have this deal on the table with Calgary where you're going to trade an established top four defenseman for nothing but picks, how do you make that deal unless you know for certain that those picks will get you the player that you need at center? If it's Duchesne or if it's whoever else it is, you need to have both those deals set in principle before making the first one. Yeah, see, that's that's what I would think. I don't see any situation, especially since the Avs were asking for Hamannick in any trade talks with, with Duchesne. It, does, it wouldn't make any sense for me for the Islanders to make that trade as a standalone deal. They had to have something else in place. But I, I'm with you. I don't know how you make that deal without knowing 100% stone-cold fact that the something else in place is happening. Right. And so as days kind of went on and on and on and no deal happened and we kept hearing that Joe Sackick kept raising his asking price and wouldn't trade Duchesne, I started to realize that this was a really big mistake because some fans are kind of soured on Hamannick, but no matter how you cut it, he's still an NHL-level defenseman, whether it's on your second or third pair, and they got nothing for him that will help in a year where they need to win to prove to John Tavares that they're worth sticking around for. And we've talked, Ryan and I have talked about Duchesne quite a bit because the Rangers were in on those rumors as well, and they seemed to get inflamed after the Rangers traded Stepan to the Coyotes. From an Islanders perspective, how frustrating have those rumors been? Not just all offseason. You guys were connected to Duchesne as far back as last trade deadline. Right, yeah. So even starting at the deadline, I mean, there was the insanity of certain Islanders fans on Twitter tracking the team plane that the Islanders were on to see as soon as they landed if we could start hearing rumors and that kind of stuff. Um, and that it, it just stretched on for months and months and months. And you kept hearing reports from either a Colorado reporter or Arthur Staple from, from Newsday that there was a deal maybe in place for Hamannick first and a prospect. And then a week later, that deal was actually never on the table and the Avs wanted more or the Islanders met the price and the Avs didn't want to make a deal. There's actually never really been one concise report on what was actually on the table. And I think that uncertainty mixed with just the general consensus that the Avs are being stubborn about this is what made it so kind of painful to watch this process play out. What move do you think the, I mean, it's late August or mid August. I don't even know when in August it is. Do is there a move the Islanders for you need to make before the season starts um, for you to really feel confident about this team? Need at this point, no, because I think unless they end up making a deal for Duchesne, which is seemingly impossible at this point, they'll be a fringe playoff contender no matter who they can add from free agency or trade otherwise. Um, but I think the best move they could make would be signing Yarmir Yager or Thomas Vanek to a one-year uh, small money deal. I don't understand. Uh, Yager, I get that people are scared about the age. I love the guy. I personally want him on the Rangers again. I don't understand Vanek still being a free agent. Right. That doesn't make sense doesn't- to me. He's, he's a good – like, he's not great. I think even at his peak, he was a little overvalued. But this is a guy that can still fill a middle six role on a contending team. And the fact that he's still sitting on the free agent market baffles me to no end. I think he's just burned, yeah. burned too many teams. Didn't, he, didn't you guys trade a first-rounder for a bit at one point in your life? Yeah, the original deal was Matt Molson uh, and a first and a second for Thomas Vanek. Jesus. And then they traded Thomas Vanek for a second and a guy named Sebastian Kahlberg who uh, never played in the NHL and is now off the team. It's called value, baby. Yeah, that's uh, it's some Garth Snow wheel and dealing right there. But I think you're right that he kind of has gone along from a lot of teams and he's since let, since trashed the Islanders and said he would never play in Brooklyn again if he had the, if he had the option. Um, he had all like the gambling connections that kind of tarnished his reputation. So I think, you know, 
you might be right in that he's burned a lot of bridges and a lot of teams don't see him as worth like the personality risk anymore. Sean Avery got jobs, no problem though. Like I, 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 I don't get it. Like but then the mindset of NHL general managers baffles me sometimes. But we also go back to kind of old school hockey. That was like the mindset when Avery was playing. You know, it didn't matter then. Now, now personality kind of matters more, especially in right. this league. It's yeah, of- I mean, you even see things like the PK Subban trade was reportedly made entirely on personality, stuff like that, where general managers make decisions that harm their team because they think it helps, like, morale or locker room presence yeah i know it's, uh, every, it's ridiculous. every time i talk about that trade like uh yeah like, we, we we do like a monthly circle jerk about the pk suban trade because it just made the canadians so bad and it's, it's just great. it's so funny oh man the the, the, uh, the contract is insane on the other side okay sorry move on yeah no, the, uh, the as much as i love josh hosang there's another islander prospect i should be worried about right Oh, of course. I mean, Matt Barzal is the, is the other name that's kind of going to be flashing on headlines for the next couple months, hopefully. Um, and this is a kid that is kind of the more prototypical mold of a prospect that you'll see as opposed to Osang, who's kind of like people don't like his personality, whatever. Barzal is like the stereotypical, this is what you want as you're coming up through the pipeline center. Um, and he, he dominated the WHL for the third straight season this year, which is just more kind of check marks next to his name. Is uh. This is this is kind of where we're going to start wrapping. If you had to give a grade for the Islanders offseason this year, what what do you, what do you think? What's the letter grade for you? Uh, I'd give them a B minus. They did a pretty solid job um, with the Vegas deal because they actually ended up shedding some contracts in that trade and got rid of JF Barubi. Um, and then they obviously got Eberle, but the Hamnick trade is too much of a head scratcher get, to get them up to uh, a B or an A. So I think that. They made some positive moves, but ended up taking two steps forward and one step back. That's the other thing. If I'm Vegas, I'm taking Calvin DeHaan every day. Yeah. He's just, I, I, just sitting right there. It was such a weird deal because apparently the Islanders did it to like keep their forwards away from Vegas, but then they still protected Adam Pelech instead of Calvin DeHaan for reasons unbeknownst to anybody. And then they signed Pelech to a four-year deal for more reasons that nobody else knows. But uh, <laughs> I love Garth Snow. All, this, yeah, all, all this makes me so happy. Like, you have no idea. Yeah. <laughs> like, um, you guys have beaten us a lot recently, though, by the way. Like, it's, yeah, no, it's, it's, it's kind of like a little brother, big brother thing because it's really fun when the regular season goes and the Islanders are like three and one against the Rangers. And then we can just watch the Rangers get to the second round of the playoffs as we – sit on our golf courses for all of April and May. Yeah, you don't have stress. You can watch us go and then lose in a heartbreak fashion, and you guys can all laugh about it. You guys have a great time. I really do. uh, Part of me, and this is the part that's kind of like a defeatist loser, will always watch the playoffs and be like, man, I'm happy the Islanders aren't in. I'd be so stressed right now, and instead I'm carefree and loving it. Yeah, well, that's kind of what we. I think that's like the third. You're the third person to say that on this podcast. I think. I think the it's Devils uh, and Capitals both said that. It's the really only way to live as uh, a losing team fan. All right. Well, I, uh, I have one more question. Who's the Islanders' new coach? That's my my, uh, my question. <laughs> so it's <laughs> Doug Waite, who's uh, who's been their assistant GM and assistant coach for the past couple of years. Oh, that's um, and I, I mean, I love him. When they fired Capuano and he was the interim, uh, they, I think they ended up like with a 650 winning percentage down the stretch under him. Um, and then he revamped the staff to add guys like uh, Scott Gomez, uh, Kelly Bridgeberg. Hey, Ranger well. yeah. legend. Yeah, exactly. Um, so now we touched all three of the Tri-State area teams in a way. Um, but they, they revamped the staff to add a lot of guys that had NHL experience. Uh, Luke Richardson was another guy. Um, so they kind of have shifted from, I think, the, the, 
disjointed dump and chase style to a really new up-tempo offense and they're kind of incorporating guys that have actually played the game to help facilitate that does doug wait live in the owner's basement i have to assume so because i don't all coaches live in in their gm's basement isn't that how that that's works where, that's where av lives he hangs out yeah. with phil jackson and they just show, they just yeah. hang out that's it that's how that works right there's no other way to do it yeah phil jackson's the coach of the knicks right i'm killing it right now um, yeah, exactly you're going on a Knicks podcast. I am, you know actually. That, right? It's Hornacek. I know who the coach is, okay? Yeah, I got okay, invited on sure. a Knicks podcast recently. I mean, Greg's going to come on with me. He doesn't know oh, you. Yeah. I am? Yeah, you are. Surprise. Oh. oh. oh hey, okay. Greg, go on a Knicks podcast. Yeah, go, go on a Knicks podcast, man. <laughs> yeah. Um, give us – so we asked this of – we brought we previewed the Capitals and Devils as well. What's the best case scenario for the Islanders this year? Oh, best case is they're the – third team in the metro and they get to the third round and that both those things are more optimistic than i ever thought i could be about this season so you're getting like i'm never going to say this again third team in the metro third round of the playoffs that is the best they can even hope to do this season what has to happen for that to happen besides apparently the apocalypse oh um i think you need to see matt barzal and josh hosang both end top five as calder candidates um because they're leaning a lot on two rookies to have 50-point seasons. Uh, I think you need Tavares to have another point-per-game season, which he hasn't really had in a couple years. And you need Ladd to play like he did in the second half. Andrew Ladd started with like one goal in his first 25 games. He needs to end with 30 goals on the season. And the defense needs to not be the giant tattered randomness that it is currently. It needs to somehow get an identity. And I've already said so many things that I'm again doubting the uh, the bold prediction I just made about how they can finish the season. What about your goalie right, situation? I'm, I'm about to ask. I'm about to ask you worst case scenario, and I know all of that is John Tavares just mutinying. Oh, uh, uh, worst case scenario, they start. Um, and this is not even like this is a realistic worst case scenario. They start like five and twenty. Tavares wants out. They still won't trade him because Garth Snow is so stubborn. So they lose him for nothing. Um, Halak gets hurt and Grice is awful because he can't be a starting goalie in his own right. And they end up probably behind, probably last in the Metro because the Metro is so firepowered now. Uh, you're, you're most worried about the Maple so Leafs with Tavares, right? I, I have to be because, I mean, then again, Toronto fans love to say we're getting every single player, every single free agency. And they year, never get so them. It's, Right. I mean, they, they, they got Stamkos, right? Didn't we? Uh, yeah, didn't yeah, 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 yeah. I, I, made, I made bold predictions about Stamkos going to the Leafs that cost me like $100 on his podcast. <laughs> they absolutely did. So, yeah. <laughs> uh, so, I mean, as much as the bluster comes from Leafs fans saying, you know, it's, it's Tavares' homecoming and they're counting down the days, I think it could kind of be an open market because it's, it might come down to whatever team is going to give him, you know, maybe $12 million, whatever you might ask for that at would that be, point that would be such an insane contract 12 I know. Wow. just just how angry would you be if the rangers get involved oh i can't don't even i can't even <laughs> think about that we were doing we were doing so well to keep the hate There's, at a low level and you had to say that i would love I'm just, I'm just saying like you know nash is off the books next year kevin hayes could be moved next year Hedrick's contract is run, winding down like hates playing in brooklyn but new york right there Oh, don't you now? You're just giving me ideas that actually kind of sound logical. Yeah. Uh, 
the only thing I can grasp through is, is like one fleeting quote he made a couple years ago when he said he likes to beat the Rangers, and that's all I'm holding on to is like that he'll never sign there. Keep Maybe he meant he likes to beat off to the idea of playing for the Rangers. <laughs> yeah, they just, they just cut the, some quotes. Actually, you can see their brackets in there where they just have dot, dot, dots to hide the identity. Pre- We're looking yeah. for a center. You know, we just signed this guy named Kevin Shattenkirk. He could play, you know, play the same time as uh, You got to get Elias Anderson. You don't need, you don't need uh, John Tavares. I think we would. We could, oh, I forgot. We could also buy out Mark Stahl next year. No, no, you're, you're getting Alex Kerfoot <laughs> in free agency. You don't need John Tavares. That's an embarrassment of riches now. Embarrassment of riches. Our second line center is Kevin Hayes my friend have you watched kevin hayes play hockey it's not good at least it's not jimmy hayes i'll give you that much there you go all right there we might we might bring jimmy hayes in on a pto why, why so not just just add another 11 third line centers when you need a second line center sure hey look it's the rage away we, yeah I, I i'll say this and i'll just end the podcast on this i'd much rather have problems at center than the last three years we've had problems at defense that's what it's it's great that I now don't have to worry about the Rangers giving up five goals a game in front of Henrik Lundqvist. Fair enough. No more nightmares about Dan Girardi. Oh, the nightmares. No. Well, the, I'm so excited well, he's on the Lightning. Nick, Let me just say that. Yeah, t- for two <laughs> years, by the way. So much fun. Oh, that, that is a win-win for the Rangers. Oh, it was huge. It was so huge. And Victor uh, Hedman's going to win the next two fucking Norris trophies because he has to play with Girardi. Well, it'll, it'll be a pity award. Before you actually go, because uh, Greg said he's going to end it, we're actually going to ask you a nonsense question we ask everyone. Is a hot dog a mm. sandwich? Oh, this is actually the indoctrination question at Gotham. Every time we hire a new writer, it's the first thing we ask him. Interesting. I'm starting start to think you guys stole something from yeah, us. I'm starting to think you said something hey, there. No, maybe. <laughs> is anything actually stolen from anybody? It's just the internet out here now. Okay, we're just oh, well, all, all, all the Wild West. All right. I, I say yes because it's fun to argue because if you look at a sandwich, it's bread, meat, Whoa. bread. Well, yeah, you know, you know, Ryan, he's right because because uh, yeah, he's fucking right. You, that's, you, that's you just, just that's okay. I, Greg likes agreeing with Islander fans. You guys heard it first. That's just the way wow. it is. Even I, if yeah. I'm not right, I'm definitely not wrong here. <laughs> you're very wrong, my friend. So you only like to do it because you like to argue. That's the only reason you're oh, going that way. It's a super fun argument because everybody's like, no, it's not. It can't be a sandwich. Yeah. It's a hot dog, and, and it's separate. And Greg doesn't like to argue. He actually believes it. That's the difference between you and him. Because it's a sandwich. No. You're not wrong. It's a fucking sandwich. Right. Like bread, bread, meat, bread. One more. Uh, yep. I have one more question. This is a question okay. you didn't steal from us. In 60 minutes, I'm assuming you know what a Swedish meatball is. It's the size of a Swedish oh, meatball. Go. How many meatballs could you eat in 60 minutes if you had to eat a meatball a minute? Oh, see, I always overvalue how much food I can eat in any scenario. I think I could beat like Joey Chestnut if I really tried. Uh, that's, um, a tough, that's a tough call, my friend. <laughs> 60 minutes. 60 minutes. Meatball a minute. I'll give myself a dozen. I could probably, I could probably 12? knock out a dozen. Come on, dude, you could do more than twelve. All right, now ready? Think, I, I, Re- ready? I just everyone blowballs themselves so hard. Now, if I give you twenty thousand dollars, how many meatballs can you do? Twenty. I, I can eat a hundred. That's my I point. Mean, you could do more serious? than twelve. You could do. If you're, if you're gonna pay, 12. if you're paying me for anything, I'll do anything for, for an hour. I mean, I'll just shove meatballs down my throat. I'll blend I, them and drink a smoothie. I have then. to reword this question Ooh. because everyone, as soon as I offer money, people are like, "Yeah, seven hundred, dude." And before that, they're like, eight. Yeah, eight. <laughs> I was eight. Because, I mean, if it's just something that I'm trying to do for fun, I'm not going to, like, go crazy. But if you're giving me $20,000, I will do anything to put as many meatballs down my throat that's, as possible. That's what I thought. All right, my friend. Thank you so much for coming on. Uh, please come back on when we do Islanders Rangers. We'll, we'll argue with each other and talk about the game. Of course. Thanks for having me on, guys. All right, James. Thanks so much. Oh, wait. Before you go, James, plug yourself so in case, case people want write, to uh, write on you on Twitter and hate on you. Oh, of course. Follow me on Twitter at Two Turtle Duffs. I just had a Game of Thrones suite go viral. Check that out. Hey. Um, and then Read my blogs on GothamSN.com. Give me your... Ad- but now I want to know about the Thrones tweet. Yeah, now I need to know about Thrones tweet. 
It was uh, it was pretty. I took advantage of uh, the Cleveland Browns a little bit nice. after the, uh, the after the Night King took down Vizarion. I said spoilers by the way. <laughs> spoilers, spoilers. Uh, I said breaking news uh, following tonight's episode of Game of Thrones: the Cleveland Browns have offered a multi-year contract to the Night King to play quarterback. Very nice, mm. very nice. Yeah. Always fun to take advantage of uh, the worst team in professional sports. Your rating well, on the ep- starter Brock Osweiler. Your rating on the episode yeah. out of ten. Uh, eight point nine. Fair. I'm gonna go six. All right, we'll talk about that later. Thanks so much. Come on, right. James. Uh, we'll Thanks talk to you soon. Have a good one. Bye bye. Hey, we're back. We have last week. We told the story about our dear friend Vinny on the podcast. It was our friend, well, our friend Greg. Our my co-host Greg was at the, the the racetrack trying to defend his cooler from some rando trying to get it, and Vinny supposedly walk away. Vinny is here to defend himself. Vinny, say hello. Hey guys, how's it going? It's going. It's going, Vin. It's good to have you on the pod. Uh, Greg, would you like to say hello to Vinny? No, because there's no defense for fucking turncoats. Welcome to the nonsense segment of Blue Shirts Breakaway. If you uh, are not a Ranger, if you're here for Ranger news, it's gone now. So, uh, bye. See you later. Twitter at Blue Shirts Break. All right. Go ahead, Greg. Air your air your grievances. I I mean, a rehashing of the story, just so everyone is on the same a page A nice here. recap. Vin and I were at, uh, well, I was at a bachelor party, and Vin was a, a hanger-on at said bachelor party. And <laughs> Wait, hold on. The tr- Pause. Vin, you weren't invited? Let's just let's just keep going, Greg. Because <laughs> I wasn't I don't invited. Know what it's like to not be invited. To <laughs> yeah, that. I wasn't invited either. All right, go um, on, Greg. So it starts raining at the track. We brought coolers upon coolers of beer. We leave our coolers at our bench, and we just take cover underneath the overhang. And some uh, jackamole decides to get the idea to try and steal one of our coolers. And apparently, I was the only person watching this transpire. And my initial gut reaction, with Vinny standing right next to me, is just to yell at the guy. And ask him what the fuck he's doing. And as I'm spewing my nonsense towards this guy, Vin looks at me, raises his eyebrows, and quickly walks away from me instead of trying to back me up or figure out what the hell is going on. Vinny, you're here to defend yourself. It, it's, it's your time. I am. Um, it's your time to shine, my friend. <laughs> yeah, um, I, I don't deny anything that Greg just said, but let me tell it from my perspective. Um, We're waiting. Background on on Greg. The first time I ever met, well, not even met Greg. Uh, Greg, I think the class that we had together first semester of freshman year was that social studies or some sort of social studies. Yeah, with a, um, with a psychotic teacher that I think had a crack. She was she was the worst. She was the worst. But anyway, it was like second week of school. Um, I'm walking out with our friend Janice, and I, I had not met Greg yet. He's he's a few paces ahead, and she's like. Do you know who that is? I'm like, no, no, I haven't met him. She's like, I heard he was really drunk last night and punched a wall at a bar. So that was my first, <laughs> my first, first um, interaction, well, not interaction with Greg, but the first time I came to know who Greg was. Um, I've seen Greg at the recovery sports bar and grill yell at the top of his lungs at our friend Pete uh, because they had a disagreement over Daniel Murphy just a few weeks ago. Greg yelled at the top of his lungs at me because I got him a burrito with guacamole on it. Wait. Greg. Wait, hold on, Greg. You don't like guac? All right, move on. No, no, not a guac guy. Disgusting. You're disgusting. Well, (laughs) Greg's never had guac, but that's a conversation for another day. Um, Just just last Thursday, Greg posted in our group 
bad that I'm just yelling at Mets fans for a different outcome. Yes. So, um, the theme I'm going for here is, as I'm sure Blue Shirt Breakaway listeners know, is it doesn't take much to get Greg to start yelling. Um, and I've seen it time and time again. On this particular Saturday, uh, I had been studying all week for a test. Yeah, we get it. We I had taken the test that morning. I was, I, I was emotionally and just mentally drained. I was pretty drunk when I showed up. I know that because when Greg's dr- drunk, he like really t- tries to twist my nipples a lot. And that <laughs> happened a lot this Saturday. A lot. <laughs> it was it was really frequent. Um, so yeah, the rain started coming down. We all rushed inside where the coolers and stuff were. And I'm talking to Greg. It's very civil. My back are toward the coolers. Greg's looking out. Right. Sudden, he just starts screaming, you know, what the fuck are you doing? Fuck you. Yeah, I'm talking to you. Fuck you. <laughs> and I'm looking at Greg, not even sure I look to turn around to see what's happening. I'm just like, yeah, I'm not doing this today, so I'm going to walk away. It was Greg described it on the podcast before as a fight or flight moment for me, where in my mind it was more of just like an eye roll. I'm not dealing with this right now. Yeah, that's fight or flight. You either, you either have your boys back or you're done. I don't think anyone fight or flight is. <laughs> you, were, you were either ready to fight or were you ready to run away, and you ran away. Uh, no. Uh, did you? Did you? I, where I, were you? I, I admit that I walked away, but it wasn't a moment where you know my body had to make that decision because it felt like it was in danger. It was more of I'm just done with this right now. I'd rather be doing anything else. A real friend asks me what the hell is going on, and then I would have told you in my drunken words, this fucking guy is trying to steal our beer, and then you still probably would have walked away because you're a little bitch. I love that we're <laughs> trying to solve our friendship problems on our, our very, very public podcast. Ben and I have gotten into, into two, two fights, and they've been within, like, the last two weeks. It's this but, one in the ben, ben and I almost ended our friendship over the burrito issue. All right, I need to talk about this burrito issue. It, all right, I need to get to the bottom of this. Greg, you've never right, had... For, for the record on this one, I side with Vinny on the burrito. Okay. Yeah. And I understand where he's coming from on the beer. Well, wait, hold on, Jeff, more importantly, where do you <laughs> side on the motherfucker trying to steal my beer? Vinny, how long were you at the track for before this occurred? Um, probably an hour and a half. You should have at least stood your ground. <laughs> Just don't move. You don't have to yell there anything was like, at the guy. There was like, don't move. To be fair, there was like 20 of us standing right there. So it's not like any, like if it was a dangerous so situation, it would have been whatever. Because I just didn't want to deal with it. I would rather have just done anything else than so hear what, Greg. What, what did you do instead? Assumed, what was that? What did you do instead? Who'd you talk to? Oh, uh, I don't even remember, to Ooh. be honest. Yeah, wonderful. Okay. You could have you stayed and had a great story. Yeah, you could have. All right. <laughs> I, I don't... It's not like I left. I went from, I, I like watched it go down from like 10 feet away. Vinny, I... Well, you were standing right next to me when it was going down, and then you ran away. Oh my God, this is too much. Vinny, uh, Vinny, okay, Vinny's getting, getting ravished here. It's pretty bad. So, uh, Vinny, I can't side with you either. That's it. All right, let's talk about burritos. Uh, Fair. Uh, right, I don't so, regret my decision. Yeah, well, you should. You're a bitch. Um, anyway, there was a. Uh, we were doing a special Mo Movie Monday on a Monday night, and as you guys know, Ryan and I record Blue Shirts Breakaway on Monday night. That's true. Um, and this was Ratatouille night, a movie I had recommended we all see, so I was very excited for it. However. The podcast recording I knew was going to go late, so I asked Vin to order my burrito for me. Um, I told him I wanted a chicken home wrecker and everything I wanted on the home wrecker. And here's where our trouble started. 
<laughs> Unbeknownst to me, I didn't realize home records automatically come with guac. That is, I yes. thought, I thought Moe's just called burritos home wreckers Mm-mm. because on their menu, it doesn't. There is a thing called the Joey, and the Joey is a burrito without guac. But on the Moe's we go to, it doesn't have Joey's listed on the menu. Mm. So in my head, I've just always assumed, okay, for whatever reason, Moe's just calls burritos home records. That's just their thing. Um, so I get, a, I get a, I get a message from Vin as we're recording the podcast and. I was trying to be good this week for whatever reason, and I didn't respond to the message immediately. And Vin asked me <laughs> point blank, you wanted guac on your burrito, right? And I responded with absolutely not. That wasn't one of the ingredients I listed. And this is where things escalated. I, and admittedly, I think Vin would agree. I, neither I one of us handled kind of, this properly. You took it too far? Yeah, Vin, neither, neither Vin or I handled the next 30 minutes properly. I, I immediately just uh, said, Greg, this is your fault. Like, like I immediately, instead of being like, yeah, sorry, it's got guac on it. Like, deal with it. I was like, Greg, this is on you 100%. I could see where this was potentially going to go. Yeah. So I tried, so, so, I wanted to get out in front of it. But I, that, I, that, was, even that was a mistake for Vin. If Vin, if Vin honestly said that's my bad, I would have been like, it's fine. I'll, I'll try it. No big deal. But Vin came out of the gates aggressive. And as Vin just described to all our listeners, I don't respond well to people coming out of the gate aggressively. <laughs> So my reaction to Vince saying that's on you is that's nice. I'm not paying you. Oh, and then, oh my God. And then, uh, there, you guys, was, you guys are the, the, both of you are the absolute worst. I need to get to the actual bottom of this. What actually matters. Greg, you've never had guacamole. No, it doesn't seem like something I want. Have you, but have you haven't tried it. I know. And it's what you, you, you have to try it at least once. Have you tried to chip with it? No, Greg. What are you doing, what? bro? Open your mind. Living my life. I, I, I am open. Ryan, there was a perfectly good burrito with guacamole there that night, but instead Greg walked in, uh, raised his voice, screamed at me. Oh, I hold, on, screamed hold, back on, hold on, at him, hold on, and hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. immediately left. Inaccurate as, as to the explanation as to what happened in the six. I opened the door to the six, and I hear you and our buddy Matt Valley still talking. I was ready to move on from this fucking burrito disaster, but I walk in. And you have to go up a flight of stairs to get to our buddy's house. And I still hear Vinny talking with Valley about this fucking burrito. Just like trying to explain or just trying to get the room to agree with him that he's in the right. So I walk in the room. I go, we're still talking about this fucking burrito. And I, I, did, I mean, I, I have a loud voice. I don't think I was yelling, but I said it loudly. Uh, Vin shrieks and goes, yes, because you're wrong, blah, blah, blah. And I just, I didn't even sit down on the couch. I said, fine, fuck you. And I left. And I didn't watch Ratatouille then. Can I ask some points for clarification? Yeah, Jeff, Jeff, go forth. All right. Greg, what did the text you sent Vinny say exactly? I, okay. So the, the order, we're talking about the burrito order. Like, what did you, he said, what do you want from Moe's? And you text him something. What did I said? I wanted a chicken homewrecker with regular rice, uh, lettuce, sour cream, and queso. Because again, in my mind, a homewrecker is just what they call a burrito. I was okay, not under the impression. That's not Vinny's fault, though. I, I know that. I realized that in hindsight. The <laughs> All argument. Right. The, All right. I, so there's a scenario. Two. Hold on. The whole point is there's a scenario where I pay Vinny for the wrong burrito because if we were normal adults and he just said, I, you realize that homewreckers come with guac, and I would have said, I did not realize that. That's my bad. It's that Vinny came out of the gates hot. 
So I responded with heat. Really? You're both just so in this fight or flight situation, you're angry that he took the fight. Oh, the turd, (laughs) the turd, (laughs) the full circle moment. When Vin, when Vin is He learned it from you, dad. (laughs) Also, can I just talk about Vinny real real quick? I see Vinny shirtless on our Google Hangouts right now. This guy comes in a podcast and doesn't put headphones in. What, what, what year is it? Do you want me to go get headphones? It's too late uh, now, man. There's no reason. <laughs> it's too late. There's no reason for me to have them. The the one of the under underlying best parts of this story is the way Vinny and I made up is um Vinny and I have a very long snap streak going. We're nearing six hundred days. And uh that morning I was still the next morning I'm still very angry at Vin. And I'm also very angry that I'm at work at three o'clock in the morning. And I said my morning, make sure all my streaks are still alive, snap, and specifically excluded Vin from those snaps no. and i knew he would so i knew he would petty. be at breakfast i knew he would be at breakfast with someone that would get a snap um and uh, oh, we talked then, about it at breakfast yeah <laughs> I, I knew that would happen so i did it and then it basically comes to vin had to ask me a question for our friend tommy and that resulted to how do we solve this beef and i said um you can you can choose you can have our snap streak or you can have the money and vin chose the snap streak you're you're a piece of shit. Well, wow. we came to an agreement. <laughs> we came to an agreement that if it breaks sometime before a thousand, and it's Greg's fault, he owes me the money. Okay, that's a fair deal. But Greg is still a piece of crap. But also point out that I am now saving Greg like fifty cents every week because he's gonna say he's getting a Joey instead of a home wrecker, so he's not paying for guac anymore. Okay. All right. In, in my defense, it's still, it is still not listed on the menu. I never knew what a Joey was. I want to keep the topic on food. Uh, let, let's just close that circle All real right. quick. I just want to point out that Joey's are what baby kangaroos are called because they're children, and children apparently don't eat guac, so Greg's a child. There you go. That's, that, that's just math. <laughs> that's just math. I think we've, we've all assumed that. Let's just close that for a circle. Vinny, you were wrong when you were standing next to Greg, and you were both wrong when you were talking about burritos. There you go. Uh, I had an interesting question come up I wanted to ask all of you. I asked Greg before this podcast, and I asked him if he was a Chinese enthusiast, Chinese food enthusiast, uh, and he laughed at me. When is the appropriate time to eat an egg roll during a Chinese meal? Greg? Uh, it's the first thing I eat. Is it always the first thing you eat? Is it, can you eat it yeah. in the middle of it? Is it, is it good no. as a dessert? It is, it is either the first thing I eat or the last thing I eat, but it's usually the first thing I eat because once that thing gets a little room temperature it's uh, i i have questions that i don't want answered the grease okay vinny yeah um so i'm sort of a, a like a once a year type of guy in terms of having the egg roll um i usually don't eat the egg roll okay just every every like maybe once a year i'm like the egg rolls for me but i guess i probably eat it toward the end okay and then jeff on, on, um, that's an unfair hold on vin doesn't finish his food so it doesn't matter when he eats it God, this podcast has been all just shit on Vinny. Um, I, I'm not a I'm not an egg roll guy. I've I've tried them. Doesn't really. It's not something that I order. I just um, I just I would say sometime in the appetizer area. I guess they're actually appetizers, but like I, a little post dumpling pre, you know, main dish. It just they never really. You really. I have no idea. Or it's what like a side. Them, I guess they're yeah, like a side, right? Like a side dish. I don't understand. Yeah. I look at it as like a palate cleanser. Like the egg roll cleans my mouth of whatever lingered from previously. And I want to go in with my mouth ready for the Chinese festival that's about to happen. The Chinese festival. All right. Uh, I do want to talk about the eclipse briefly today. Did you guys look at it? Was it more than 10 seconds? 
the and eclipse or how no. long I looked at it? The either one. Did you did you look at it? How long? I looked at it through glasses that a coworker had. It looked pretty cool, and then you could kind of see it through the clouds if there was a little bit of cloud cover too. It was pretty dope. I, it was dope, but it was cool for ten seconds. What's crazy to me is how overhyped it was. There was a Twitch stream with like ninety thousand people. NASA had like an official press conference. There was full lawns of people looking at it. It just felt like it was too much. Like it was cool and all, but I, I just didn't see the real appeal. Am I wrong? Like what's wrong with me here? I was asleep. Yeah. I have no regrets. And I need everyone to realize that in 2024, Buffalo is going to get the full eclipse. So that means we'll get more of it in seven years. So just be patient. There you go. There you go. Rachel's winning a cup by then too. Nice. Vinny, did you, did you do anything fun today, buddy? Yeah. Uh, I didn't leave to go watch the eclipse. I just stayed at my desk. Yeah, that makes sense. All right. Um, <laughs> All right, I have no other nonsense to talk about. Jeff, is there anything? There you... may, there I, I think we've got one specific nonsense. Oh, yeah, the door about. story. Yeah, yeah, that's, uh, I think, even more of a reason that I'm on this podcast than defending myself at the track. Jeff teased hard at the I, door I story. To end last week. I apologize if I overhyped this at all, but it was overhyped to me, and it still exceeded my expectations. I'm going to put all the the burden on right. Vinny's storytelling abilities. Vinny, talk into your computer mic while you do this, and I will give you the floor. Okay, so I think Jeff might love this story, not because it's like a fun or a wild story, but it's kind of sad and pathetic. <laughs> like, we've <laughs> like we've all seen, we all watch Thrones, we've all seen the, you know, the hold the door episode. I think this is a sadder door story than that. Oh my god. Ah, uh, this is classic Vin. I couldn't be more ready. Yeah, so last year, um, the guys around here in Albany and I, we got really into drinking Golden Monkeys, you know, close to 10%. If I have a few of them, I'm feeling real nice. Um, one time, it led to me breaking my clavicle, sorry that I stopped drinking them completely. Um, so back in April, a few of us planned to go out, and I had plans to meet up with this girl that I had gone out with once or twice before. Uh, before going out, we'd been pre-gaming a bit, and I eventually found a few monkeys left over in Aaron and Mike's fridge. Um, they live in Troy. Important. I actually believe, Ryan, that they might have been left over from March Madness, and they could have been yours. There's a possibility. Not sure on that. Possibility. Let's go monkey crazy. Yeah. Anyway, I had already been drinking, so I drank a few of those, and by the time we head out, um, I'm feeling real nice. Classic. So we get out around... Do you have a question? No, no, no. Just classic Vinny. Go on. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, we get out. It's like, it's like 1030 or so. Have a few more drinks. And that the girl I'd gone out with once or twice shows up. I'm definitely drunk, like hundred percent. No doubt about it. Um, she makes it very clear from the start. She's only staying for a few minutes. She's got work very early in the morning. She just wanted to stop by, say hello, and then, you know, be on her way. So, um, we go up to the bar and Greg, uh, you can tell me if, you, if, you, if you've met Dova or not, but there's this bartender at a bar we go to, Wyanhart. His name's Dova, and I think that the best way to describe him is he's, he's like the, the, the guy from the old Miller Lite commercials, just like a big, black, jolly guy. Uh, just whenever you see him, he kind of puts a smile on your face. Is Lionheart the kickball boy? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah, so a few years ago, he started, he saw me talking to a girl one night, leaving without me so on her own so from then on he started calling me the closer you know making jokes about how 
you know, I know who not to bring in in the ninth inning. And you can't close the front door, stuff like that. Anytime I see him, he makes jokes like that. Heartbreaking stuff, but he's so friendly that, like, I just love it. Um, so he, he sees me with her, makes some joke about how she's going to be the one to tie me down or I'm not going to leave with her, something like that, real awkward. Makes some weird blue drink. Who knows? That definitely put me over the edge. So now I'm in, like, full zombie mode where I can sort of, I'm like watching people talk, but it's on a delay to get to my brain. Like I'm at that level of drunk, which is not good. Um, it feels like forever goes by, but it's probably only like 20 minutes. And she's like, all right, I'm going to leave. So I offer to walk her to a car. I turn to Mike and Aaron. And I say, you know, I'll be back in a few minutes. At this point, I'm very drunk. And the only thing on my mind is her potentially inviting me to go back to her place. Right. She, so she, right, of course, of course. So we go, we hang out in her car for like 10 or 15 minutes. And eventually she's like, yeah, I really got to go. And I'm like, you know what? Like, you live in Troy near Aaron and Mike. Just, you know, just drop me off at their place. Just trying to buy more time to have more opportunities for her to be like, yeah, you should really just come over. Um, so it's only like, we've only, it's like 1130 right now. Can we preface something she real starts, quick? She's trying to get rid yeah. of you at this point. She's been trying to get rid of you for like 40 minutes. A hundred percent. Completely agree. <laughs> okay. Do not dispute this at all. Okay. All right. Continue. <laughs> so finally she's like, she's like, yeah, I guess I can drive you to their place. And I'm like, yeah, it'll be fine. Like I'll just crash there. I don't feel like staying out. Uh, so we get there. For all the listeners, the people that he's asking place to drive to are the people who just left at the bar. Yes. <laughs> right. Yeah, just he, want to point like, that out for everybody. Yeah. It's where I pre-gamed. It's who I went to the bar with and it's where I planned on crashing. Um, but I'm just having her drop me off back at their place, now, or so I'm saying to her. I have, in one, my mind, I have one more question. I'm 100% going to her place. Yeah. What time is it right now? 11.30, maybe. Okay. Like, we had gotten to the bar and only been there, like, 45 minutes to an hour. Okay. All right. Okay, um, go on. So we, we get to outside their apartment in Troy, and we're in her car for, like, 20 minutes. And, like, she makes it very very clear that it's it's i'm not going back to her place so i get out of the car um and i walk up to aaron and mike's apartment and i'm like they have a storm door like a storm protector door and a solid door behind it so she's waiting to you know make sure i get inside i open up the front door and i give her the wave tell her it's good that she can just leave um and she leaves and then I go to open the second door, and it's locked. So, fuck. Right. Um, I'm still completely out of my mind at this point. She, I could not text her and have, like, I'm not inviting myself over to her place. Um, I have no idea what to do. It's still, like, only 1230, maybe 1 o'clock at this point. Mike and Aaron are not coming back anytime soon. April, it's real cold. It's probably getting down to, like, 40 degrees. And I'm just in jeans and a t-shirt. Mm-hmm. Uh, I text them. I, I text them that I'm locked out. Understand, understandably, they have no interest in coming all the way back just to let me in. So I'm trying to figure out a way to get inside of their apartment. They live on the second floor. I'll go to the backyard. I get there. I take a look. And I'm looking at the patio. And there's this pillar that climbs up to the balcony. And for like... I convinced myself that I could definitely climb it and get to the top and let myself in. And then luckily I opened up for like two seconds and was like, if you do that, you will die. Okay. 
So I immediately put that behind me. Look down, I see a tarp on the patio. You know, like a tarp you'd put on a pool. Mm-hmm. Just a, a normal blue plastic tarp. <clears throat> I grab it. I go back to the front, and I'm like, well, if I'm going to wait for them, I'm just going to I put this tarp on me, lay down on the patio, and go to sleep. What? Wait. Yes. I, so I am, I am drunk out of my mind, laying on the front porch of an apartment in Troy with a tarp on me. I pass out. I wake up maybe an hour later because it's gotten so fucking cold. Like, I'm freezing. Like, I wake up because I'm shivering. Um, like, I'm realizing that I look like an idiot because I'm wrapped in a tarp on the front porch. Like, people are definitely walking by. They live near college. They see this happening. They're probably just like, what is this kid doing? Aaron and Mike asking when they're going to be back. And I'm not getting any answers from them other than the same, you know, like, we'll be back eventually. I'm so cold. I, I start getting a little snippy with them, but a little passive aggressive. I start texting things like, Hey, not sure when you guys are coming back, but when you do, you'll see me because, you know, I'm lying down on the porch like a homeless person wrapped in a tarp. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I, Vinny, I want to just start ignoring messages for me, obviously. I just not, take... not 100% sure you know what passive-aggressive is. That does not sound passive-aggressive. That's yeah. just aggressive. It's just aggressive. It's not even aggressive. That's just stupid. I want to just take a break from this story to say this I'm is already... I'm just trying to get... I'm... This is already so I'm sad. I'm trying to get them back any way I can. Okay. It's too... Like 3 a.m., they're still not back. I'm uh, maybe the coldest I ever been, I've ever been in my life. So I start asking them where they are, and I'm not getting any responses. In my mind, I'm like hoping maybe they will come back. And this goes by, and I like I get a snap from Aaron's girlfriend, and I'm like, what can this be? She was not out with us initially. Um, I open up the snap, and it's a video of Aaron, Mike, and her just like nuts on a dance floor. So they're, it literally looked like the best time I've ever seen in my life, like three people just dancing their hearts out. So I'm realizing in this moment that I am going to freeze to death. There is not a chance they're coming back anytime soon. <laughs> so I did the only thing that I could possibly think of to get a little bit warmer. I go back to the doors and I completely wrap myself up in this tarp like a cocoon. Uh, where pretty much only my head is sticking out. Uh, I get inside of the storm door, step up on the ledge, and close the storm door on me. And obviously it doesn't close all the way. So it's basically like just the storm door is sticking out, diagonaling me while I'm standing there on the ledge in between that and the normal door. And I could not even imagine what this looks like from the outside. <laughs> so <laughs> I'm standing there. Just praying that they're going to come back anytime soon. It's now getting to like 3.30 in the night. And I get a text from them and it says, you know, we're leaving. We're on the way back. We'll be there soon. So I'm still standing there in the door because for some, for some reason I convinced myself that this is keeping me warm. Um, another 15 minutes go by. They, they're still not there. And I get a text from them. What's the cab number? So... They clearly didn't fucking leave. Like, they, they said they were leaving. They didn't leave. I'm still stuck there. They're not anywhere close. So I did the only thing that I could possibly think to do in that moment. Maybe it wasn't even a thought, more, more of an impulse. I just started crying. 
I'm not kidding. Wait, Tears were is this story funny my face. or is this story just depressing? I, I told you it wasn't funny. <laughs> the story is hilarious. It's just, <laughs> it's just sad. Okay. You know, you know what's worse about this is okay. felt good because the tears were warm. So then I started oh trying, then I started to try to, you know, keep crying because it was making me happy and warm. And that caused me to stop crying. So it was a terrible back and forth that I was having. Oh my God, this is ridiculous. Okay. Finally, they, they get back at like 4 a.m. I had been outside wrapped in a tarp for like four hours. And they're just like, what the fuck are you doing? It was literally the worst, like probably one of the worst nights of my life. And I've come to realize since that the entire time I actually literally could not close the front door. Like, <laughs> he used that earlier in the night. <laughs> it comes full circle. I literally could not do this. Um, okay, I have questions. But before I yeah. ask the questions, I just want to point out, last week I talked about this couple that lost their cat and couldn't find it. They apparently lost it again. And I'm starting to think they're terrible cat owners. I saw the cat run across the street, and then I saw them walking around the parking lot again. And I'm not opening the window. At this point, the cat just wants out. I'm convinced. Okay. Anyway, back to Vin's stories. Vin. Okay. Did I live in Albany at this time? Yes, this was April. Okay. Uh, what night of the week was this? It was a... either a Friday or Saturday night. Greg was awake. Okay. So... I, I, not only do I live in Albany, but you are trapped at a buddy's house that is on the way to work at a time that I am going to work. And not There's... once did you think, maybe I should text Greg. <laughs> it was April. You might have been in the city for a Mets game or something. Or you might have been the, the I know you were away for a wedding one weekend. Did you oh, was, that it, in was April? it the weekend of the Bacon and Beer Classic? I don't think so. Could have been. I just want to point out that the way Vinny tells the story, it doesn't seem like there was a whole lot of thinking going on throughout the whole night. Well, also, also because my next thing, if it's only 11.30, and so you're, you're at the house by 12.30 on a Friday night, I know you. You have other Probably friends that live up here. You could have called anyone. Also, I, I texted a few people, uh, didn't get responses, I believe. But you know that you, there's another thing your phone does. It's crazy, it, right? Yeah, it's called. If you dial numbers and you hit this green button, it transmits what's called a phone call. And from there, you could call a taxi cab. I, I also want to say that, like, the texts that Vinny sent were definitely not like, come, please help me. The, I'm locked out and I'm freezing. It was probably like, hey, what's up? <laughs> oh, 100%. <laughs> that was probably like, you up? Yeah, you up. Hey, what's going on? You, oh, my God. What are you doing? <laughs> Yeah, that did not work out. All right, Vinny, that was a super sad story. Uh, I really appreciate you coming on and defending yourself. You did a terrible I, job on presenting yourself on this podcast today. But so I just want to say that. But I, I do love you. So, for, My life's going great, by the way. Uh, yeah. For reference, <laughs> for reference uh, in case anyone was wondering, uh, I will be spending 10 days in Europe with Vinny starting September 14th. So uh, you'll have a full recap of what will happen there uh, once I get back. That'll be quite the time. And anything I hope else? the stories are a bit more a bit more jolly than this one. The thing is, Vinny, like your stories don't seem too happy. My stories are all nuts. So I think we'll balance out. We can meet somewhere in the middle. I'm just excited for Vin to have to once again be really. De when I went to Brazil with Vin, he was depressed for two months afterwards because he was writing on the results of tests he had to take. 
Oh my god. <laughs> oh my god. I hope you guys like Freaky Friday or something where Vinny just has like Ryan like adventures and Ryan has Vinny like adventures. Oh, that would be really sad for me. <laughs> <laughs> Ouch. Okay. <laughs> really sad for me. All right. Well, I'll, uh, I'll wrap. I went into this podcast meeting Greg and now I hate Ryan. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm super excited to spend time in Europe with you. We're going to go record our bonus uh, segment for our Patreon listeners. But thank you all for listening somehow through everything today. We did trivia. We did an Islander segment. Uh, Vinny came out and told sad stories. We talked about burritos. We all learned a lot today. Vinny, will you come on in the future and give everyone a better presentation of yourself? Because I, I think so highly of you, my friend, and today was just been a, it's been a real downer for you. Yeah, yeah, I'll come back and we'll tell some happy stories you're, for sure. You're going to come on and just, like, really present yourself as, like, the real happy-go-lucky person you are. Sure. It'll be great. <laughs> really great, great way to defend yourself. <laughs> Jeff, uh, <laughs> Jeff, thanks so much for coming on, buddy. Always a pleasure. I really appreciate you, you doing all the trivia. It was fucking I just want to point out that Vinny is one of my best friends and one of the people I love spending time with. Yeah, so I've, this is not... Uh, indicative yeah, of his like, personality. I love Vinny. That's why I'm like, I, everyone that listens to this is like, man, this sad sack of shit. And I'm like, this guy's awesome. I love him. Also, only Vinny would come on and tell that story the way he did. So, two yeah, others I, would have the courage. I'm ex- in the, for our Patreon subscribers, in the bonus podcast, I'm definitely telling another sad Vin story because it's too good. All right, so we're going to that now. Uh, thanks, everyone, for listening. Follow us at Twitter at Blue Shirts Break. Um, that's it, right, Greg? We, nothing else? Nothing else. We're good. Hey, join the Breakway. Donate on Patreon.com. Talk to you guys later. Bye.